The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. So um, we're just uh, chatting, uh, the two of us, and Adam just casually mentions that uh, he's been in Vegas, and tell everybody what you saw in Vegas. Yeah, so I got a call from Brad Pitt, and um, he said, no. Um, but no, it was, uh, my wife is a massive U2 fan, and um, when we heard that U2 was going to be doing some type of a residency at the new Sphere, I'm sure people have seen it, the big round circle there in Vegas, she said, we got to go. So I said, okay, we're going. And we experienced that a few weeks ago, and my goodness, what an amazing show. My neck hurts because there were so many things going on, so many things to see. We were really pretty close. We were only about eight away, eight deep, eight people deep away from Bono, because that's... Wow. My wife wants to get as close as far as possible, and uh, <laughs> fantastic experience. So, yeah. Nothing like standing in the, in the same spot for three and a half hours. Yeah. That was fun. How are your legs? But my legs, oh, it's, it's doing a number on my back, but it, it was well worth it. What an amazing show. Um, and uh, the good news is they just extended it again, which was great for my wife because she's decided that she's going to go again with some of her sisters. So, wow, uh, she is a yeah. fan. She is amazing. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's great. But great experience. Well, I am a fan of the uh, Premier League, um, as are you, and that's why we do this song, uh, this song, this show, (laughs) uh, yes, this song called With or Without You, uh, which we did on the Joshua Tree album. (laughs) Um, Yes, no, we're going to do a show about soccer, and it starts right now. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth. And Rick Kemper. Coming to you from uh, where the streets have no name. Uh, right. Right uh, now. Uh, actually, I wanted to talk to you about uh, something right off the top here because this this news came across during the Premier League games this weekend. Yeah. And it's big news in England. I don't think a Mm -hmm. lot of people in America understand quite how important this man was. But uh, Sir Bobby Charlton passed away over the weekend. Tell everybody about who he was and why he meant so much to English football. Yeah, uh, obviously very sad. Um, 86 years old. He died over the weekend. Sir Bobby Charlton, as he was known, basically... You know, really regarded as probably one of the best players England has ever produced. Um, And that could be said by the fact that he led his team to the European Cup because he played for Manchester United for all of his life. Also to many league championships, uh, as well as surviving a horrific air crash that actually... Uh, killed quite a few members of his team uh, back in the early 50s and they rebounded to be able to do it. That was the the group called the Busby Babes um, and then came back and then in 1966, I don't know if you heard this, England won the World Cup then and he was on that team. Um, I was reading the obituary and there was an asterisk after that uh, that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Yeah. Carry on. So, yeah. Um, but he he was just an absolute legend. Uh, 
Uh, his brother, Jackie Charlton, who died recently, you know, a few years ago, was also on that same team. Jackie Charlton was actually the manager of uh, the Republic of Ireland the last time uh, they, the, the USA hosted the World Cup. So you can probably remember that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Bobby Charlton is probably regarded as probably one of the, the people that probably was most instrumental in kind of – growing the game even more than what it is in terms of the the amount of passion and on top of it he was a fantastic player you know yeah, so that's the one thing he had mentioned i think he scored 200 some goals exactly <laughs> not bad yeah. <laughs> yeah and until recently until wayne rooney and now mr harry kane was the leading all-time scorer in the england national team with close to 50 goals 49 i believe it was I think Harry Kane's got 60 now, so he just surpassed Wayne Rooney. But that gives you an idea of how long and how much of an impact he had on the national team. So, um, yeah, it was that was tough news, but um, everybody knew of him growing up in England, and uh, it was definitely uh, a sad day. So even though he was a Manchester United player, he still respected him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just because of who he was and what he achieved. Um, you know, you don't become a sir for not for not doing anything right. over the course and right. you know, when you have a stand at Manchester United named I after you I know. You you know you've hit it, you know. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's uh that's kinda gives you an idea of how much he was beloved by the Man United fans as well as um as well as the England supporters too. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a sad sad day for England, yeah. uh, but uh, they did carry on on the pitch, and let's talk yeah. about that. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So I don't know if you've been paying attention this year, and you looked at the uh, at the table. Um, I'm still in shock at this, and you may be too. Uh, Tottenham Spurs, number one. They have now uh, beaten Liverpool and Manchester United. They manage draws with uh, Arsenal and Brentford. They have mm-hmm. uh, not lost a game all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, their next three games are against uh, mid-table teams. You've got uh, Crystal mm-hmm. Palace, the Wolves, and uh, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Are they this season's Arsenal? Or is this just a complete mirage? I mean, the coach, and. Uh, yeah. It seems to have them going in the right direction. You've got uh, Son playing fantastic. He's got seven goals in the nine games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Madison has three goals and five assists uh, in the first nine games. Are they? Is it possible? I mean, is this is this the time? It, could it really happen? Rick, let me just tell you this. Wait, wait a minute. He's, get, he's getting his holes out. <laughs> yeah. It's Tottenham Hotspur. They've never won anything. Yeah. I'm excited for them. I'm happy. I shouldn't say excited. I'm happy for them that they're off to a decent start. But, but again, yeah. there's a lot of buts, right? We've got nine <laughs> games. They've won seven. Congratulations. You've done – you're off to a good start. <laughs> You know, I, I, I always kind of, I, I think of this as, um, you know, the guy who 
in the marathon who sprints out at the front and is like in the lead at the beginning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden right. the pack starts the Kenyan, coming close. The Kenyan, yeah, the Kenyan guy running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the guy that didn't get the memo. Okay. I'm just going to sprint 26 miles. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, it's so hard to say. I mean, they're playing great. There's no question. Don't want to take anything away with what they're doing. They're, they're beating the teams that they need to beat. And they're, they're being consistent. I mean, it took a little longer against Fulham on this past weekend, but they got the results. Sun is playing great. And obviously, Ange has got them organized and they're all happy to be playing for him. So, And considering they lost their best player, that's what makes it even more remarkable. I but, know. I think let's let's reevaluate maybe another <laughs> nine games and then we'll see how they're doing halfway through the season. Christmas time is always a good telling time and if they're still on top, then they're for real. But until then, they're still as you mentioned, they're still Spursy. Okay. Well, I mean, you did say the same thing about Arsenal last season. Uh yep. maybe not quite with the same vitriol that uh, <laughs> you've unloaded on the poor Tottenham fans. But, uh, you know, we didn't believe last year with Arsenal either because they had been coming off a few years of, uh, you know, very uh, of mediocrity. Right. Yep. And they were there until the end, and yep. then they threw it away. That's so, a good uh, point. <laughs> In the end, so, they didn't win it. What do they say? The cream rises to the top. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see where the cream is. And I think that. The current cream is around about 10th place. So we'll see. Oh, okay. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, let's talk about those guys because yeah. uh, uh, they played against Arsenal this past weekend. I watched the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it ended up as a draw, uh, but yeah. it kind of felt like a loss for Chelsea, didn't it? No question. You know, obviously, Arsenal's unbeaten as well, off to a good start. Yep. But, uh, um Probably for the 75 minutes is the best Chelsea have played all season. Yeah. Um, certainly they were in control of the game. You know, maybe not necessarily from a possession standpoint, but certainly had chances. We're looking like... Both uh, goals how, a little questionable, though. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, they I mean the pe- penalty kick, it, when it hits your hand yeah. in, the, in the... Yeah. That's typically a penalty. Um, the second goal, you know, Mudrick is starting to come into his own a little bit now, which is great. I, yeah. I definitely credit Pochettino there for for what he's doing with him. You know, yeah. was it a cross, a shot? It, it yeah. was definitely a cross. <laughs> I don't know, Rick. It was. It, I thought he. I thought he looked up a little ahead of that. No, I was, do yeah. not think so. Completely. Hey, that's fine. It's, hey, fine. it's still Completely a goal. Gone. It still counts. It got in the hey, net. Exactly, he scored so. And that was the thing, and and two nothing comfortable. But then again, and I, I I'm going to go on not a little rant, but maybe just want to quote a few things here. Have you ever noticed in the Premier League that the goalkeepers that struggle the most are all from Spain? I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's like. Are, are we talking Ray about that, that terrible pass? Oh. That led to Arsenal's first goal. Uh, Declan Rice just kind of nicked Absolutely. a pass, uh, trying to play it out of the back. You know how yes. what a big fan I am of that, and yeah. and put in the goal, uh, brought him back into the game, and then yeah. at that point, didn't you know? Yes, I knew immediately. 
Yeah. Okay. The mo- it's all about momentum, as we always talk about. Two nothing's the worst. It's the worst lead to have. As soon as a goal goes in, you knew they're going to score right again, and they could have yeah. probably won the game, and that would have been even worse. I know. Um, <laughs> but the, 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 again, those mistakes by goalkeepers, um, and you can probably say that for most of the teams within the league, it's like that has such a huge impact. Um, it's about decisions. It's about an execution. It's about making the right decision at the right moment. And obviously Sanchez, and he's definitely been prone to that over the last few games. He makes some great saves. Yeah, he's very. I mean, I, he reminds me of De Gea. It's the same. Yeah. Same. He's the same goalkeeper. He makes great saves and then makes a mistake. I mean, so it. I don't know if I can live with that, Rick. I just, it's going to be tough. I don't know how I can do it. Well, you hold your breath every time the ball gets kicked back to him. Exactly. I just want a Brazilian goalie because those guys are pretty darn good. Uh, Yes, they are. Or Ramsdale. I'll take Arsenal's backup because he can't get a game. So who knows? Yeah, by uh, the way, why isn't he starting? It's a great question. That's been a big discussion. I mean, obviously, uh, Arteta came out and said that, you know, it's still a competition and that, you you know, he hasn't necessarily said that this is a player that he wants or he had such a great year last year. He's done nothing to lose the job as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, it's been definitely, definitely tough for Ramsdale. Now, now Ramsdale was not actually even at the game on the weekend. I don't know if you saw that, you know, no. you heard about that, because his his wife just had a, a baby. I think they were in the. I don't know if it was happening right during the game, but uh, he was actually on leave with his wife because they were expecting. I think it was their second child, so okay, he was well, not even at case, the game. Yeah. Perfectly, obviously, perfectly fine. But um, but yeah, if he's not getting, if he's not getting a game. I think that might be a player that uh, would be looking to maybe move on potentially at Christmas time, you know, at the, at the start of the new window in January. So um, because he is, you know, England's basically number two behind Pickford and uh, he needs to play. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's talk about uh, Luton Town because uh, I think you're probably getting a little nervous now. Um, you're uh you you predicted they would have the worst season in Premier League history. Uh, I believe you predicted they would have less than ten points. Um they just uh nicked a point against Nottingham Forest. Now they have five points and it's not even Christmas mm-hmm. yet. You gotta be yeah. a little nervous about your prediction. No, I feel pretty confident about it. I mean, again, <laughs> Look at, I mean, they're scoring in the 92nd minute here. You know, it's just, you know, very, very lucky at the end. I mean, obviously, that was a game I thought Nottingham Forest would clearly win. Yeah. But again, this is a team that's near the bottom. So if you're struggling to get points against teams near the bottom, how are you going to do that against everybody else? So... Yeah, right. I mean, I think they've gotten a couple of points there. It's good. I mean, no question. They're definitely doing better than the bottom three. Um, but not much. Again, <laughs> not much. They got five. Yeah. Sheffield United is in a lot worse shape with one. But I actually see more out of Sheffield United than I do, than I do out of Luton at times. So I'm still going to stick with it. I okay. think uh, I think if double points, if they get to double points, I will be surprised. All right, let me ask you about something else because this has been I've been noticing this 
the last few weeks I've been watching games. Um, it seems like there are more red cards this year mm. than, than in any season that I can remember. Uh, it, this last weekend alone, there were four. Yeah. Uh, Everton had one, Bournemouth, Burnley, Man City. Are they are they too quick with the red, or are they have they changed the way they're refereeing to uh, emphasize more red cards, or is it just a coincidence? It's a great question. I, I'm not exactly sure if it's a coincidence. I think the referees are definitely being a little tighter on certain situations as to why they're giving reds. Um, I'm going back to the Everton red card. That was two clear fouls, right? So Yeah, that's true. I think well, that's what's happening in games. And I think, you know, I could almost put it on the players as well because some of the things that the players are doing. Right. Just, just when you're on a swap. yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and I think that's part of the problem. So many players get on a yellow early. And I think that I see a lot of, in the transition, a player being dragged back or held. Yeah. That's an automatic yellow, right? That's And then all of a sudden. And it's so obvious. That, I mean, the, yeah. the uniform is moving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So any time that happens in a game, you're going to get called for it. And um, I think I'm seeing more of that. And I think that's partly because the players are outmaneuvering the other team. So that's probably a, a good thing from an attacking standpoint. But then it also changes the game with with that uh, player now, obviously, under a little bit of pressure with the yellow. So um, I'll be it, yeah. It could be interesting statistic. We'll have to follow it through the season to see what happens. But um, if there are going to be more red cards, but I, I'm seeing more players being pulled back on drag back because of these transition moments. Okay. Free kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit corporation, charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, U.S. Soccer Federation, the Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. Okay, time for your favorite part of the show. Time now to guess the Premier League star. So we had fun with a, a youngster last week. Um, yeah. And so I've chosen another youngster for this week. Mm. Um, in fact, he's even younger. He's 21 years old. Interesting. Which is four months older than, than my youngest son, basically. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is, <clears throat> his father is of Kittian descent. Do you know what that means? St. Kitts? St. Kitts. That... That's where I went for my honeymoon. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got kicked out of a casino. It's a long story, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about it some that's, other that's, time. That sounds like another show. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, but anyway, even though his father is of Kittian descent, uh, mm-hmm. he's, a good, he's a good English lad. Okay. All right. Now, he wears number 20. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of these guys that uh, want to be number 10s, um, if they can't get number 10, they ask for 20. What is, do you think that's true? Just double no number idea. 10? Um, possibly. Okay. Possibly. So he's a forward. Okay. 
All right. Who is it? All right. His, uh, his first name, all right, is a jolly old soul, but he's not old and he's not a king. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, that's kind of giving it away a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Now, it, but, and he obviously scored a big goal this weekend. <laughs> he did. It was a penalty kick, which was an interesting one because there was uh, Sterling wanted to take it. I don't know if you saw that, and there yeah. was a little bit of a confrontation. <laughs> well, but... one of my uh, clues is, for some reason, this kid takes all the penalty kicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. It's funny because I was thinking you might pick him actually, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize he was actually." I was I didn't realize he was twenty one, so I thought he was actually younger than that. So that's uh, interesting, and obviously he's played for all the England teams and been through that. So the answer would be Mister Cole Palmer. That's right of Chelsea. His last name was one third of the band who created Carnival Number no. Nine, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Palmer. Yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So there you go. And you cannot go to uh, Vegas and see a residency of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer because two of them are dead. <laughs> so that would not be a good show. No, no. It, wouldn't. it wouldn't be a good show. No, absolutely not. But let me ask so, you about yeah. this Cole Palmer guy. Where the heck did he come from? Well, Manchester City. He was with the academy. And this is an interesting one because – from Manchester City to let him go, that's quite a big deal. I mean, he really hadn't played very much for Manchester City. I think he'd only played less than 20 games. But Chelsea, you know, they spend a little bit of money here and there. Yeah. $40 million for <laughs> Part a player. Of that. billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They spent $40 million on a young player. And um, I'll be honest with you, he is doing better than I thought he would do. I thought it would take him a little longer for him but he seems to be a big part of the setup. He seems to be a first teamer already. Um, he was one of the top players in the European Championships recently. Um, so um, I think I think he's definitely a player that's going to be uh, certainly an impact not only for Chelsea but for England in the future. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, I like, I like the way he plays. He's He's a, a take charge kind of kid. Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, he's going to. He's already scored a couple of goals now for him, for Chelsea, which is great. And uh, six games, two goals. That's a pretty good, pretty good start. Not bad. All right, time for this favorite feature. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. It's my favorite feature because I'm too lazy yeah. I'm too lazy to look up what games are where and okay, when they're sure. on, and so I kind of count on you for that. You know, there's this thing called an app. You can yeah. actually put it on your phone. Yeah. No, you know, but, you know, I decided to host a podcast instead. Oh, okay. um, and create an entire show so that I could get <laughs> tips at the end of it for what what uh, games to watch or what That's matches. Great, I'm sorry, what matches to watch. That's a great idea. And if anybody isn't listening or doesn't have the ability to use an app on their phone, <laughs> this would be the best thing for them to do. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm exactly. sure I'm not the only one out there. Yeah. Not if you don't have a smartphone. If you That's don't have right. a smartphone, this is, this is, you have to listen to, uh, to our podcast so um well there's going to be some good ones um but i think there's only going to be one game that we have to watch and it's going to be a derby it's on sunday 
29th of October, the day after my youngest son's birthday. Manchester United versus Manchester City. It's going to oh, be the Manchester Derby. Got to love it. Um, yeah, at Old Trafford. I believe this is going to be on Peacock, so make sure you got your subscription and uh, be ready to go. Ten thirty kickoff, so it's perfectly oh. fine for you. So that's going to be <laughs> that's great. great. <laughs> so uh, this is the game to watch. Um, yeah, a lot of kind of mid, kind of interesting games setups this this week, but that it, that one just jumps out at you. That's right always away. a good one. Um, yeah. Although I've been watching Manchester United, they barely beat Sheffield United this past yeah. weekend, and didn't look very good. Yeah. Um, and Manchester City, they're just toying with people. You know, they may not be <laughs> the top of the table yet, but don't we all know that's where it's going to end up at the end of the season? I think so. I think they just they put themselves under a little bit. They just kind of like, uh, let's see if we can give these teams a little bit of a lead <laughs> right, and see exactly. if I can catch them up. It's like, yeah. Again, it's the Kenyan runner. He's they're yeah. out in front. Let's uh-huh. see how see how far we can do it. Last year we gave them what eight points. Yeah, let's see if we can do a few more. <laughs> let's try and stretch it out. But yeah, it just seems like they're just kind of vying for that position to jump forward. But yeah, they're, they're such a strong team. But there is it's something about right. There is something about Old Trafford too when yeah, when they play in that stadium. So we'll totally see. Totally agree. It's <clears throat> it's going to be a great game. Manchester United would be up for it. Could go either way. Um, it's like you said, it's a derby. Anything can happen. So it should be a good one to watch. By the way, did you know that Arsenal was on a 16-game unbeaten streak in in London derbies? Really? Well, yeah. Should have been ended. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. All right. So that's the only game you're going to give us. No I think so. I, I mean, all the others. I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I think all the other ones are pretty, pretty, pretty good average. But that's definitely the one that you got to watch. I mean, I mean, you can you can watch an Aston Villa team that's playing very well. I yeah, mean, they 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 knocked off West Ham. So I just uh, picked up Douglas Luis on my uh, fantasy team. So he's. He's playing extremely well. Really I watched well, I that game. They didn't just knock him off. They crushed him. And I, yeah. Aston Villa is looking quite good. That's a yes. sentence I never thought I'd say. Exactly. Unai Emery <laughs> has done a fantastic job from where they was at, near the bottom of the table, to uh, bring them all the way up. So, yeah, all definitely right. a contender for a top six for sure. Okay. Well, uh, this uh, free kicks program is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. Uh, Green White is currently putting together their high school teams. If you're a high school a boys player and you're looking for a, a club, uh, check out Mustafa Edders at greenwhitesoccer.org. He's the guy that runs the program. Um, all right, so we have people to thank. We uh, need to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. We should thank Ed Silla with Radio Misfits, uh, Great Talk Radio, Adam, you know this. Great Talk Radio is not dead. It just moved to a better place. That's right. And that's RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including OpieShows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?